0: the Dial D for Murder podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Dial D for Murder. I'm your host, Samara.
1: And I'm Kroniko.
0: And we're going to get into the paranormal today. Yes. Yes.
1: Excited. (laughs) Okay. Spooky.
0: Super spooky. So, what do we got up now? (gasps) Oh, I'm gonna tell you guys the story of. Drum roll, please. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> wow. Thank you very much.
0: Wow. <laughs> okay, anyway, I'm gonna tell you guys the story of Thomas Lynn Bradford, who lived in Detroit, Detroit resident in the early 1900s. Woot, woot. A nice, okay. oh, an old black and white mm. <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah, but before that, how was your week slash couple of weeks <laughs> since we last met up, Kronika? Like,
1: <laughs> work, 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 work.
0: <laughs> Really? I don't know anything about that. I'm free out here. I'm oh, a freelancer. I don't know anything I'm about just, that. I'm just teaching, doing art jobs, Mercy. things like that. Nice. <laughs> not really. I'm like I would like some uh stable income. Mm, I guess that would be nice, but well, if you want to work at Starbucks and <laughs> I said stable income, not income. I'll tear my hair out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the rest of it, because you're already cut off. Oh yeah, it's all yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay! I'm jealous. It's cute. I'm mad I'm about to cut you my a, hair. You
0: got a curly cute fro now. You got a
1: curly fro. Out here looking like Bruno even- Mars. I'm a <laughs> Bruno <Mars.
0: laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to whip my hair, but there is
1: none to whip. It's just Well, I also clutch <laughs> invisible pearls, so that's okay. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> there you go. Bless.
0: Alright, guys. So as before in the last episode, make sure you guys have a nice, how do you say, alcoholic beverage. Uh, uh, yes. Critique Critic has already started in. Of course. She may need another refill. Of course. Sooner than later. Absolutely. So, what are we drinking today? We're drinking Cab by Yellowtail because we're classy. (laughs) Or are we? Or are we? Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm True. Okay. So, let's launch into the story of Thomas Lynn Bradford. So, this... He was a Detroit native resident in the early 1900s and he was kind of a job hopper. Uh, He spent time as an electrical engineer, professional athlete... And even an actor, which is, that's a really weird resume. <laughs> Can you imagine that resume?
1: <laughs> it kind of looks like my resume, actually. Huh. Just all over huh. the place. <laughs> Perhaps you are the next Thomas Lynn Bradford.
0: Maybe. Maybe, maybe. So apparently, towards the end of this weird man's life, he got into, how do you say, like the spiritual world kind of stuff? Um, he like... Yeah, he got into the spiritual world. He began to study spiritualism, which is basically the beliefs that, like, humans don't really die, that um, they live on as spirits, and they can kind of reach out to us through the beyond, basically. Um, and so he wanted to prove that. He got really into the spiritualist community, and um, he started writing essays about it. He gave lectures on it, um, and marketing himself as a kind of psychic. I feel like he's just going too far at this point. <laughs> Just too far. So he marketed himself as a himself as a psychic in the Detroit area. And so, um February 6th in 1921, Bradford, taking it too far once more, sealed off his apartment and turned on the gas. He basically gassed himself to death. <laughs> um he was Can't later you he was gassed yourself too much. I mean, real gas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can, sure you, can't. you can definitely gas yourself <laughs> too much and so he was later found dead by the police by way of, of asphyxiation i can never say that word it's so hard. asphyxiation, asphyxiation. <laughs> ah. anyway <Okay. laughs> the and um while the police were like searching through his apartment and whatnot uh they found an unfinished manuscript on his typewriter um and he had written a manifesto
1: if you will
0: basically He had written, um, and it is through scientific facts that I propose to demonstrate clearly the phenomena of spirits and prove that all phenomena are outside the domain of the supernatural. So basically, (laughs) the manuscript was taken as his suicide note and and the police began to kind of investigate a little further. And the investigation led them to this woman by the name of Ruth Doran who was a 40-year-old writer and lecturer who came from a pretty good Detroit family. Um, it turned out several weeks before um Brandon br- sorry, Bradford Brandon, who's Brandon. Who's, <laughs> who, who is Brandon? Brandon?
1: <laughs> like, we're how, getting shirts. Straight up, straight up, who is Brandon? Brandon?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like Harpo, who this woman? <laughs> who this man? I'm <laughs> we're so dumb. Done. I'm so dumb. Like who is Brandon? <laughs> Brandon. okay we're just cracking ourselves up over here. <laughs> we're gassing so, ourselves yes, no, so. too soon okay. but not really because that was 1921 it's almost been like 100 years so. pat myself in the back <laughs> <laughs> done, done 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 with you so um he contacted this woman Ruth Doran uh, several weeks before his suicide and he he had posted an ad in the local paper looking to hire someone who was interested in the spiritualistic sciences um And though, even though, let me see, even though, (laughs) even though my Detroit coming out, Doran, (laughs) Doran had, um, so Doran had no ties to the spiritualist community. She was curious about the ad he had put out and decided to respond to him. So she told the police that Bradford told her he had planned to prove that spirits could speak to the living, but he neglected to tell her he was going to kill himself to prove it. (laughs) I mean, I mean, that makes sense to me because if someone was like, yeah. I, I wanna prove that spirits exist, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna, kill, gonna myself. kill myself. Would wouldn't you have ran the other way? Like you would not have participated. Yeah, no. Nah. So obviously he was real sneaky with it. I <laughs> <And> decided, <laughs> like, I'ma tell her it's gonna be a surprise.
1: <laughs> surprise.
0: Surprise! <laughs> surprise! Your turn to finish up. Like, what? Um so This guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So the police believed her, as you will every white. Like, <laughs> right. police always believe white women. White women. women. <laughs> every time. Like, yeah, okay, that makes white sense women to me. White have a leg up or two. Especially in the <laughs> 20s. Especially in the 20s. So they couldn't find a motive for murder. And it turned out that Bradford was having, like, financial problems um, when he died. So they were like, oh, cool, makes sense. So they stopped the investigation, and they ruled it as a suicide. Here's the kicker. The gag is... Like, the gas is. <laughs> the gas is. <laughs> the gag is... After they closed the case, um, that's when all the craziness started, basically. So, Doran, she decided to continue with Bradford's plan, even though he neglected to tell her the full plan. And she gathered um, a bunch of Detroit... Uh, what's the spiritualist community mm-hmm. of Detroit, which apparently there was a big one in the 20s. Who knew? Wiccans. <sighs> basically. Wiccans. <laughs>
1: She's <laughs> not a Christian.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, let's get back to it. So I'm done. I know. So so they decided they decided to hold these seances, trying to contact this guy. Um, but they could never reach him. They couldn't make contact. Um, but she wouldn't give up because she really believed. Like, if he did cross over to the great beyond, like he said, that then he would definitely reach out to her. Right. That is, that's like, it's all hypothetical at this point. Like, for real. He could just be. But he was supposed he to could, not die in the first place. I mean, yeah. that was his plan. I don't know what her plan was supposed to be, but his plan was that like he was going to die. was
1: supposed to go with God's plan. <laughs> oh
0: my God, why? Why? Um. So a few days after the seance, right, a spiritualist by the name of Lulu Mac. What a name. Lula Lulu Mom. Mac came out of literally nowhere, like the woodwork. And told the local newspapers that she had been contacted by Bradford spirit. So she didn't know any, apparently she had no previous knowledge about this man or his experiment or anything like that. Um, she told reporters that she had felt a sense that someone was calling out to her, like some unknown spirit. So she held a seance in her home, as you do, uh, to try and get in contact with, with whoever was calling her. So, during the seance, she claimed to have heard the faint voice of a spirit repeatedly calling the name Thomas Bradford. So, why did Bradford contact her instead of direct? Like... That's out, of I nowhere, to, out of like, nowhere. Out of nowhere. Like, this person? Yeah, so he contacted Lulu, who he doesn't know. So apparently, she had an answer for that. She claimed that Bradford had only entered the first sphere of the heavenly constellation. That's so woo-woo. Like, okay.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a Lulu. It's a
0: little bit woo-woo. So, and he was unable. So because he had entered that heavenly, like what, that first sphere, he wouldn't be able to communicate strongly enough. Uh, for someone like Ruth Doran, who was, like, pretty much inexperienced with calling out to the great beyond. Um, and apparently, suicide was considered not right in the spiritualist community, so he was kind of paying for that. That's what she was saying. He was kind of paying for um, his suicide in that way, that he couldn't really speak save, with the living.
1: I want
0: to say white people. Uh, I want uh, to say white people. White people. <laughs> I need you to stop. <laughs> oh my god okay 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 i'm a little misprejudiced over here so um so basically because of like the way he, he killed himself he wouldn't have his, enough power to talk to the li- the people of the living in living world or whatever um but she was experienced enough to reach out to him is what she was saying so despite her claim there was still no like evidence that bradford's experiment had worked obviously So, um, soon after Lulu Mack's story got out, Ruth gathered a group of spiritualists again for one more shot at connecting with Bradford. And then she suddenly exclaimed she could hear the professor speaking to her. She used a pen and paper to write down the supposed message from Bradford's spirit. And it read, "I I am the professor who speaks to you from the beyond. I have broken through the veil, um with the help of the living has greatly assisted me. I simply went to sleep, I woke up, and at first did not realize that I had passed on. I find no great change apparent. I expected things to be much different. They are not. Human forms are retained in outline, but not in the physical. I have not traveled far. I'm still much in the darkness. I see many people, they appear natural. There is a lightness of responsibility here, unlike in life. One feels full of rapture and happiness. Persons of like nature's associate. I'm associated with other investigators. I do not repent my act. My present plane is but the first series. I'm still investigating the future planes regarding which we in this plane are as ignorant as our earthly beings of the life just beyond human life. So, anyway, despite the claims of each woman, (laughs) no one believed that Bradford was able to make contact with them. Of course. Duh. Like, no one believed that. Especially because...
1: Quite honestly I believe in like right. everything but
0: yeah. I would I really have feel like these women are, they're straight up blind. Like that's I just what it sounds like to that. me. Yeah. So, um, so soon after the two supposed connections, the media attention around this event died down and then like Doran both Doran and Mac faded into obscurity, which makes sense to me. So yeah, that's lying. the whole little sad tale of Thomas Lynn Bradford, the <laughs> idiot who killed himself for science. Like who does this?
1: A lot of people, <laughs> like to answer your question, a lot of people have just, killed themselves for
0: science. It's just it's like even it's like not even fat. Like he just
1: did it on a whim. Like
0: oh, we'll see how it goes.
1: That's gas. Like, literally, how? how a lot of people do it. They're just like, ah, uh, it could work. It could not. We're mm-hmm. gonna try it anyway. Right. I could die. Right. I could not. <laughs> We're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> it is what it is. Guess so. Oh me, <laughs> jeer Jesus. Jeer Jesus. I, I love it. Jeer deezus <laughs> I did not do that phrase. It was not mine. That was Brandon Ferris. <laughs> I do not. I do not want to get sued right. because I've been using that. <laughs> that was him. At least, at least you gave. Credit yes. credits due, honestly. Brandon Harris, I love him. <laughs> He's I great, just, and Giordizis is where that comes from. I did not come up with that by myself. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yes.
0: <laughs> I love you. You're so thorough. Um, but yeah. So what do you what I mean? What do you think about the <laughs> Bradford case? I
1: I think they're all just a bunch
0: of liars. <laughs> okay. And the, and the police were just like. Okay, they so, just, like, here's the
1: thing, though, like, to let it wouldn't go. it, like, trip you up mm-hmm. if we just, like, found out after this podcast that those women were telling the truth?
0: I highly doubt. Like, <laughs> I mean, like,
1: I'm just saying, though, like, stranger things have happened. Very true. Stranger
0: things. I have a little snippet from someone who is close to my heart who has actually experienced... Someone that she knows, well, technically a loved one, um, experienced like, their presence after they've crossed over. Are you talking about myself? Or are you talking about? I'm actually talking about my grandmother. Oh, yeah, and I have her little story, and I'll go ahead and play it for you guys here and now. So have a listen.
1: After my husband died in 93, and, and he used to. When we go to bed, he used to put his arms around me and hold me real tight. So one night after he passed, and I felt somebody on the bed sitting, but I didn't see no one, and I was crying. And then all of a sudden, when I, I laid down, and I could feel him put his arms around me and hold me real tight, and that's when I know I was gonna be safe. Aww. Mm-hmm. I did. I was in there boohooing and crying. And uh he put his arms around
0: me. Oh mm-hmm. Bet you know
1: everything's gonna be uh-huh.
0: right. Okay, so that was my grandmother's story about her contact with the Great Beyond, or so to speak. Basically, she felt the presence of my grandfather. Um and we both, me Creek Critica and I, we both. You felt... You almost called me
1: Creaky. I did
0: almost. Because <laughs> you know that's, that's my name for you. I know. No one else can call it that. So we besides. Yeah. You know besides me. Oh. oh. <laughs> me. Just, just you. <laughs> just me. I can call you Creaky. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> um. So yeah, we both had our little instances, and I've heard so many stories from both of our families about really weird ghost spirit haunted house stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are willing to talk about your own experiences with us, right? Pretty
1: I mean I will if you stop being creepy. <laughs>
0: I'm basically I'm basically Mr. Burns over here. Like, <laughs> yeah you <scissors>. are <laughs> I, love, love love I, I love a good story. That's I love a
1: good story.
0: Alright, so what you got for us? Something creepy, something good.
1: okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like I just remember like I was in middle school Mm -hmm. so I had to be between the ages of like Mm -hmm. 10 and 12 Mm -hmm. so it was like middle school late elementary Um, so I had my own room Mm -hmm. and it was kind of cow cornered to my mom's So, like, her room was, like, not next door, but next door, if that makes any sense. Our house was made very weirdly. It was one of those houses in Detroit that was built in, like, the 60s and 70s. So, we had, like, three floors and a whole bunch of weird rooms. Anywho. So, I had my own big room, and I had, like, this ab Right, because, you know, what 10 to 12-year-old isn't obsessed with her weight? <laughs> um, so I had this abdoer, and it was sat in front of my vanity, which had a mirror. And so I'm doing my abdoer, getting my stomach crunches in, <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just, can you, you can. even lift, bro? <laughs> I do have a shirt that says, come for me, bro. That's what the, that's
0: what the ghost said.
1: He's like, can you even lift, bro? Right? Yep. That's what the ghost said. The ghost was challenging me. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry I interrupted. But... <laughs> ghost said, sun's out, gun's out. Okay, it's <laughs> all Okay. I'm done with you, okay. <laughs> that's, that's not what the ghost said. The ghost didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> At least not to me. Um, <laughs> anywho, so I'm doing this abdoer, and um, I lift up one time, and I look in the mirror, and the last time I look in the mirror, it's not my face. Like It is like this pale girl... And she has, like, the same haircut as me, same body build as me, but, like, she wasn't me. And so, like, I freaked the fuck out, of course. And I ran into my mom's room, and I'm freaking out, and she's like, what is going on? And I tell her, and she actually believes me, because my mom was a person who who could pick up on like spirits mm-hmm. and she was a, a weird like empath and like mm-hmm. she was just like that kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so like, she believed me. And so I literally stayed in bed with her the entire night and I had to sleep with my mom after the age of six. So yes, that is my story. I have more. <laughs> I'm sure you do. But that, that was like, That was, like, worrisome. Like, that whole house, Mm -hmm. that entire house, I was so happy, like, when we moved, because I thought we had escaped it, and we didn't. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But, like, I did for some time, because I went off to college, and then I worked at Cedar Point, and it was just nice, but, like, get back home, and stuff will follow you. That's
0: so creepy. Like okay, I, I don't think I ever told you this story before. What happened to me? So, I have a childhood friend named Destiny. I think you know Destiny. Did Destiny? Have yeah. Oh wow! You did not say her. We're gonna bleep out her last name. <laughs> yeah, wow. I, like,
1: I was like, wait. I was like, wait. I was like, are you wow. asking me? That? I was like, she's.
0: In the she's team. the only. Yeah. So. <laughs> <clears throat> ooh wow. So yeah. So Destiny, I've known her since I was five and she was four like kindergarten (laughs) ridiculous we We all we all lived on the same block like i lived (laughs) on one side of the street and she lived on the other side of the street just a couple houses down right so this is when we were like we were like in high school and probably was like the summer we were always spending the night at each other's houses because why not we our parents knew each other we basically were sisters right so um she used to always tell me and i swear destiny used to tell me just the most random stuff and i never believed her she told me that her, her house was haunted and that there was this old lady who lived in it. And she would just walk up and down the hallway. And I was like, yeah, right, whatever, you know. Just, I believe just making, anything that comes out of that woman's mouth. You know, well, I just didn't. For some reason, she just I, looks I just,
1: convincing. Her face looks what? convincing. But she
0: used to play a lot too, though. <laughs> like, she used to play too much. So, obviously, as a you know, you grow up and you don't believe. So, I stayed the night at her house one night. I wake up in the middle of the night. And I hear this, like, you know, the, sh- the sound of shuffling feet when you're wearing house shoes, like on wood floor, like the kind of sound. That's what I heard going up and down the hallway. And it wasn't just that. It sounded like someone was walking on the floor. Like you could hear like the creaking of the wood. You know how the houses are in Detroit, like most of them are built in like the the early 50s. Fi- and your 50s parents always tell you that it's the yeah, house. It's settling. the house settling or whatever. And it's it's those houses that had like the milk door still mm-hmm. attached to it for the milkman and just like deposit bottles and stuff. Those types of houses. And um and I was like, what the heck? And she was like, Yeah, I told you this place is haunted. That's the old lady who walks up and down the hallway. And I was like, Okay, maybe it was just my <laughs> so imagination. Okay. So I get up to take a shower. She's still asleep. This girl is sleeping. I get up to take a shower. I'm almost done. And I hear humming. You know how, like, when little kids hum and it's not a tune? It's just humming? Yeah. And I was like, uh... Destiny, look outside. You know, I'm looking outside of the shower curtain. And there's no one in the bathroom. The bathroom's locked, by the way. So she couldn't just come in there and start humming, like, right next to me. No. So I... (laughs) So I quickly rinsed off and got the hell out of Dodge. I told her, I'll see you later. I wasn't playing no more. From that time on, I believed her. That was...
1: That's creepy. That's creepy
0: to me. Especially the humming and, like... Okay, the creepiest parts in movies, like horror movies, for me, it's like the the kids are singing. The humming, the kids, in general. The singing and the humming of the children, it's like...
1: I can't... Can't do it. I can't stand a horror film with, like ghost kids. I can't stand kids in general. (laughs) Let's be honest. Alive or
0: dead, apparently.
1: Alive or dead. But like, (laughs) I can't do dead kids and like, if I'm hearing like this humming and it sounds like it's coming from a five-year-old, I swear to God, like my best friend's their kids have almost got punched in the face because they sounded way too creepy for my taste. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> it's too much.
0: I don't even I don't even know if I even told Destiny this story or if she
1: remembers like what happened. She probably does. Re- she probably does remember, mm-hmm. but she's not gonna say it to you yeah. because it's gonna creep you. Uh, no one wants to talk about this kind of stuff right. because, like, if we're completely honest with each other, Mm -hmm. and with everyone else, um, this stuff sounds crazy, it does, it sounds nuts, I love
0: love how we don't believe the story I just said earlier, like, about the Bradford experiment, we don't believe those people at all, but,
1: you don't believe, I said, I don't believe these
0: people, I think they're all liars, in the Bradford experiment, I think they're all lying, they just wanted some sort of publicity, honestly, um, or maybe they were all on some sort of, psych- like, drugs. Psychedelic. <laughs> Psychedelic <stuff. laughs> it was the 20s, the roaring 20s, nice. you know? Like, they were all doing some crazy stuff back then. Lucy but, in the sky with diamonds. But we, ex- that's later. That's much
1: later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they weren't even thought of yet, the Beatles, you know? Wait, she so said they weren't even thought We're gonna talk about drugs. Let's talk about drugs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Like, get the error right. <laughs> Um, learn your drugs god,
0: the timeline is so important when it comes to drugs like obviously oh my god Stop. and this is when we got arrested <laughs> we know too much like, sh- tie the dope like
1: hatch kids hot move. <laughs> too bad move the dope
0: move the dope apparently um but yeah, I was... I don't know if I I, don't know if I told her or if she... I should ask her. I'm gonna ask her when it is... Ask her. I bet you she has a bunch of creepy stories about that house. Why haven't you talked to Destiny? I have no clue. Oh my I'll gosh. ask her. We should do like a whole special on her because that little girl, her family is...
1: i talked talk to I, my I, Destiny too. It's yeah. Just my... Mm, mm.
0: You're, uh, she yeah.
1: has this goddamn doll.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, oh, tell the doll story. I would like to hear this because what? <gasps> so my mom... May her so rest and wherever she is, I don't know, because she had a smart ass mouth and a badass attitude. We don't know. Um <laughs> So my mom had this doll made of my niece, which was her granddaughter. <laughs> Instead of like just having like a regular doll, she sent in a portrait of Destiny mm-hmm. and they sent back like this weird ass doll. Was
0: it like the American girl dolls? No. I don't know what they used to do it that. was like a
1: plush stuffed Ooh. doll with like Destiny's like portrait like just like <laughs> just
0: <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm picturing it. <laughs> Follow me. Yes,
1: I'm story. here. I'm Follow listening. Me. I'm following. I'm following. Follow I'm listening. And so, so like, it was just this, this portrait of Destiny's dumbass face uh, on this doll. And Destiny, when she got it, and she was like, maybe seven or eight. She was creeped out by it. So if she's 7 or 8, that puts me at 10 or 11 at around the same time where this weird stuff started. Yeah, all that. Mm -hmm. She didn't even like the doll. Mm -hmm. So, like, (laughs) this doll just stays in the house. It's just in the house and... No one knows, like, what to do with it. And my mom is feeling, mm-hmm. like, kind of bad because she, she's paid all this money for it. Mm-hmm. And she wants her grandchild to like it. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't. And, like, now my mom feels bad because she was a cancer. <laughs> and so she's in her feelings a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we offended some people right there.
1: whatever I'm a Pisces here we are (laughs) talk about me (laughs) so fast forward to like maybe two months two three months ago me Destiny who is now 25 and my sister are in the car my mom has since passed away she passed away in 2013 um So, like, me, Destiny, and my sister are in the car, and I'm on my way to work, and we're talking about, like, how my dog has been, like, barking at, like, weird shit around the house, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and, like, it's just me and my dog upstairs, just us, and my dog will literally go to the door, start growling, and, like, scratching at the door. Like, trying to get at something. And then if she gets the door open, she'll go straight toward the attic door, which is right there. Trying to get in the attic. Didn't Destiny say, Oh, yeah, I hit that doll in the attic. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. No, 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 no. I said, you did what? She said, yeah, I put that doll in the attic because it creeped me out. It's been creeping me out for years. So I just like decided to throw it in the attic. My bad if it's giving you a rosy bad juju. Really? That's so creepy, man. You just gonna do that to me?
0: <laughs> Are you talking to Destiny right now?
1: I am talking to Destiny <laughs> right now. <laughs> you,
0: know, you really, you really... I got like, oh, there. Man.
1: I felt that. <laughs> I felt that
0: all the feelings came back.
1: All the feelings. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) She she got rid of that doll one way or another.
0: You know what dolls are?
1: I hate dolls. I hate dolls. Okay,
0: listen to this. Listen to this. Get this. My play cousin. That's right, right, play cousin. (laughs) We do Um, that. We do that. He used to have. Do you remember the good guy dolls? (laughs) <laughs> do you remember you know okay if some of you people out there don't know what the good like that no, like the good guy doll is but if you've ever seen the movie chucky it's that doll he used to have one he was evil he not not the doll my play cousin he would he knew i didn't like that doll he knew i did not like that doll because i'd seen chucky as a kid and he would throw me and the doll into the closet and like lock us in there in the dark with that creepy doll, I can't do dolls. I'm sorry, I'm, Annabelle. No, I'm not. <laughs> Chucky. No, <laughs> oh, man. The dolls. No, no, no. All those dolls. I used to. Oh, like Dolly Destiny. Dearest. No. I used to like
1: Destiny in the closet all the time. Me and Sable. It must
0: be like a big
1: aunt, big cousin, play cousin, whatever it is. thing to do to the young ones. Me and my best friend, childhood best friend Sable, were like mm. the fucking Tibble twins author <laughs> like we really were <laughs> and she was dw <laughs> and we were just like who are we gonna bully destiny <laughs> i'm sure she hates you guys now she hated me until um <laughs> today years old <laughs>
0: i know <don't>, I mean, until
1: <laughs> today years old the and she wants to live with me now i was like mm-hmm. i will walk you in the closet as an adult if you make me mad <laughs> yeah, i will
0: can't like.
1: Blaming on Saturday.
0: See now, see now that we've talked about all this spirit ghost stuff, I bet you, I bet you, it's gonna judge some stuff up. It always does. It does. Can't. And if you're listening to this, be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we are such a
1: mess. I know. We? Well, that um sums up my weird, awkward, um, creepy story. And we'll talk to you soon.
0: All right, guys, that's it for today. We're your host, Samara. And I'm Karnika. And you're listening to Dial, Dial D, D for, for Murder, Murder podcast. podcast.